Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Buckle up. This just in. Breaking news. What? You call this shit news? All right, so we have a a very pressing. I would buy your. We have a very pressing first matter of business, and now this is a little old because we. No, nope, that's later. It involves your very difficult poo. It's been a while, but I've been waiting to hear okay. the story for a minute. Yeah. Uh, so you had, for those that ha- don't <laughs> aren't friends with you on Facebook, you had more butthole problems. Yeah. Uh, what? Since the last one? Yeah. More? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was the uh, um, the inspiration behind the song Black Hole Sun. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh-huh. No, I, um, so, well, so the interesting thing was... I ended up having to quarantine for my job for uh, about a week because I had COVID contact tracing. I went over to a friend's house. I left my mask on the whole time, but her and her fiance, uh, neither of them had their masks on her fiance. She's a nurse and, uh, uh, she's been fully vaccinated since like, uh, January. And, uh, my friend, um, was on a leave of absence from work and really hadn't done anything. So, you know, and it's their fucking house. So I'm not gonna be like, you gotta put a mask on, but I left my mask on the whole time. That was on a Saturday. And then on Monday, she texted me. Hey, she's like, Hey, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I just tested positive for COVID. I was like, okay. I told work. They're like, all right, well you have to quarantine for 10 days from the day of contact. And I had to go get a test. Uh, I'm going to guess that's not the, I tested positive first. I tested positive for something phone call you received. No, no. <laughs> it was, it was probably the most joyous. No. <laughs> yeah. It, it was the first time where <clears throat> a lesbian was on the other li- end of the line. <laughs> no. uh, but, uh, so, I went and go get the test and they're like, you know, you'll, it, it, I did it through the drive through at Rite Aid and, uh, you, I'm, I'm assuming you've had done the self test a few times, right? I haven't done self test. I just went once before I got my colonoscopy to get, they just swabbed my nose or whatever. Are you going to have to change the name of this goddamn podcast to just butt stuff? With Gary, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Gary. Un- undercarriage maintenance with Scott and Gary. With Gary and Scott. Yeah. So, do it yourself. He gets first billing. He's had more extreme situations. <laughs> it's true. So, you know, I go through the drive-thru. You put the thing up, go like three times around, do it up the other nostril, give it back to him, and then they're like, I'll let you know in a couple days. Hey, I'm having some discomfort down there again. And it's in a slightly... it, it So the last time for those playing along at home, it was like right on the the left side of the rim. This um, the worst game of and it was like a protrusion. This time... Ever. Yeah, this time it was lower... Um, and it wasn't, I couldn't feel uh, any sort of protrusion. It was just pressure and it didn't hurt 
per se, but it was uncomfortable. And uh, so it was basically, it was below my, my, I was trying to think of the, the proper words for it. I'm like, oh, I can say whatever I want on this podcast. I will say I enjoy, I enjoy any story that causes me to have a mental image of you fingering yourself. Yeah. Continue. So where before, like, I, you know, I could feel a protrusion and there was definitely like, a, oh, this is this is this part of my skin is doing something it's not supposed to. Oh, um, no. Yeah. This one, it, I could just feel pressure and I could feel the area. So it was like basically on my taint um, oh. and it was below the surface. But it I felt around to where the pressure was and it felt like it was about so the it was side. on like the outside kind of. Sort of, but I'd say maybe it's like the worst mistletoe. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> um, it felt like the area where the pressure felt like about the size of a C battery. Um, That's so specific. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think anything of it for the first day. Second day, it got a little more painful. So I called up. Uh, the hospital and I was like, Hey, this is, this is what's, what's going on. And, um, you know, should I come in? And they're like, well, yeah. And I told them, I was like, I had just been there six weeks ago. I had had, you know, thrombosed hemorrhoids. I think I'm getting another one. Uh, but I was like, I had contact tracing. I'm, I'm waiting for the results of my tests. So they're like, well, it's not, you know, it's obviously not a life threatening thing please wait until you get the results of your test before coming in, which I was like, that's fine. I'm literally just laying around the house now anyways. So over the course of the next like four days, it got increasingly more painful to the point where like I had to sit side saddle, uh, you know, watching stuff. Like I had to fall asleep on my side and it was just like, like I felt fine standing up. It was just sitting, um, so, uh, I get my first test result. Um, I call work and I was like, uh, it's, you know, it's negative. Can I come back to work? And they're like, well, not so fast. Cause you didn't, you know, there, you're still within the range where you can get it. You, I basically, I got the test too early. So I had to yeah. get another test wait on that. So I got the results for the second test Sunday night. So I went in, uh, Monday, no, I did go in Sunday night. Um, like it was like ten o'clock at night. Uh, same guy that checked me in the first time was there, and I was just like, uh, so shout out to Samir at the Portsmouth Regional Hospital. Uh, it, um, he he made a a slightly less uh, or a, a slightly horrible situation a little bit more bearable it was funny though because when i go in because i was pouring sweat at that point um he's just like sir are are you having covid symptoms i was like nope uh he's like what's going on so i started explaining i was like you might remember me he's like trust trust me i don't remember you i see people all the time and i was like i was in here six weeks ago i had two thrombos hemorrhoids he's like i do remember you and i was like okay because <laughs> he had said like that sounds fucking horrible when and he when i was uh explaining the first time and i was like yeah there's this protrusion on my anus and he's like your asshole there's something coming out of it and i was like you're not supposed to say asshole but that's fine <laughs> but anyway so 
I go in. Um, they they took my temperature. I actually had a fever because um, I had an infection at this point. Um, I had a fever of like 102. Holy and shit. so they, yeah, so they decided to give me a COVID test. So I had a third one in, you know, about six days. Did they give it to you in your nose? They did it. And they just said, so we're going to give you a COVID test. Boom, boom. And then as soon as they did that, I went, and like, I almost puked because it just like, and like my throat cut dry. I got super nauseous, which I'm, I don't get nauseous for. And the nurses were like, what's the matter? I'm just like, are they going to throw up? And they give me one of those stupid little, like, you know, uh, like an airplane puke baggie. Yeah, but they're not. It's it's just oh, a, it's a, like rigid, a, ri- a rigid ring with a blue sleeve. Yeah, and you, but you have to like do this to open it up. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm about to puke, that's the you last gotta, thing I want. to You got to fist it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't puke. Um, so the entertainment quality yeah. is always there. So I ended podcast. up like I, I explained <laughs> to them what's what had happened before, and they're like, all right, we want to take a look. Um, they gave they gave me an MRI. Um, are, they, are they throwing you up in like stirrups at this point? Like they're going to do a no, pap smear? Yeah, and it was weird because like I mean, it was none of the same people from last time, except for Samir, uh, and he wasn't in there. Did you have to go head first into the MRI in order to get no to the butt stuff? No. Okay. But they didn't do any of the like investigation. Um, I mean, you know, they looked at it, but there it wasn't like. There's not like a clearly visible thing they could see, so they're like, we're not sure. So they gave me an MRI. Um, they brought me back in, and so um, it wasn't a thrombosed hemorrhoid. It was a uh, pararectal abscess, which is what I had 15 years ago. Yeah. Whenever someone's glancing into my asshole, I don't like them to use the words, I'm not sure. Right. Whatever they're seeing, I want them to be definitive. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's my spare set of keys. (laughs) So they had to cut it and drain it. But they they were worried because they said to me, they're like, do you want us to try and do it here? Or do you want us to admit you and try and do it in the OR tomorrow? Did you just yell? Or... Cut me! Cut me! <laughs> or in an alley next to a dumpster like you're more yeah. accustomed to. I was like, let's just do it now, because I thought do it it, now. It'll, it'll be done in an hour and I get to go home. Cut me! Um, uh, it was a lot more painful than I remembered it being 15 years ago. Did they numb you up or anything? I mean, they did. That, fucking, that was the worst part of the whole thing. Um, yeah. Because they're like, all right, this is going to hurt a little. Because it was also like, you know, below the surface of the skin. So they didn't know how deep to go. And they're like, you're going to feel some pressure. And I'm just like, pressure. I, I, I can feel everything. So and are they in like, the asshole at this point or still in the taint region? No, it's in, the, in, the, uh, in my taint. Um, <laughs> so. Go possess it. Yeah, it was just like such a fucking horrible feeling. Um. I couldn't feel it when they were cutting it at all. Uh, okay. You know, numb at that point. But then um, they're like, all right, because it's so deep, we don't want it to heal up too quickly. Basically, they don't want the end to heal up when there's still stuff that needs to drain out of the other end. I mean, but, uh, how much did they get out? Was this like 
kind of they that didn't show me this time. They didn't show uh, me this time. But so it wasn't like was that a- scene in the new Star Wars where they milked that weird monster. No. Okay. Um. So they they put a drain in. It was this. Yeah, just wound vac. Yeah, they yeah. put that in and sewed it in. Um, yeah. So it was just like I had a piece of tubing, probably three or four inches long, just hanging out of the wound. Um, yeah. Which did was did like, it go to a, like a little machine that was constantly making noise? By machine, do you mean my underwear? Because, yes. <laughs> well, no, like a wound vac, which a uh, wound vacuum no, no, goes no, to no, like no. a little no. vacuum machine. Nope, they were just letting it drain. This on was it. just a drain. Okay. Yep. So, um, no, they did. They just used their hands to like, like put pressure on it to like drain it out and. Like in that John Mayer song. Your body is a is a wonderland. Yeah, I'll yeah. use my hands. I don't want that to happen anymore. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, you have to. This was so. It was, you know, early Monday morning at this point. So like Wednesday, you have to go to the clinic to get it removed. So I said, okay. Um, I'm in a lot of pain. And they're like, you know, um, they didn't really give me anything for the pain, but they're like, you know, uh, you gotta, you're going to want to put some pads there because it's going to be draining for the next few days. Like, yeah, I know. I've done this a million times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, they, uh, and they're like, this is what you're going to need to do when you, uh, uh, you know, the first time you have to eliminate, you know, you have to, they're like, it's going to be, they're like, you gotta, you gotta be careful. I was like, all right. So I go home the next day, I call the the clinic and to schedule. And they're like, we don't have anything open on Wednesday. I'm like, this is what the emergency room told me. And they're like, we don't have anything. Um, They're like, if you had had one of our doctors, you know, the clinicians do it there would have been no extra charge but because you didn't you had the er do it it's 100 percent out of pocket blah 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 blah. which found out because i got the bill from my uh i got the bill from my insurance company that's not the case but um so i instead of waiting two and a half days i had to wait nine and a half days and schedule it the next wednesday because they're only do the clinics every wednesday um, which I was just like, no, they said it need to come out in two days. They're like, no, we do this shit all the time. It needs to be in for a minimum of five days, which it, it kept draining up until like pretty much the day that I had it removed anyways. But so I was like terrified of eating anything because I'm just super, super sore and <laughs> I don't want to fucking tear this up at all. So no Taco Bell? No. no I, I mean, I really didn't. I, like, ba- ate hardly anything. I maybe had, like, two oranges and some iced tea over the course of the next two days. But then uh, when I woke up Wednesday, my stomach is just rumbling, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to do this at some point. And, um, so I sat on the toilet, and it's weird because every time I sat on the toilet, the pla- the little rubber flap just hangs down. Um, and it's weird because, like, when I'm in the shower, like, cleaning, 
my like it's in the way so like my instinct is, it wants to be like to grab it and like yank it out but obviously i didn't do that uh but <laughs> nice <no>. face gary <laughs> so um i sit down and i got a shit and it is like no hyperbole it is the f- hardest shit like not just difficult, but like as far as like solid mass I've ever had in my body, it is just like a lump of coal. It's a and like, I, yeah, I start pushing, and I'm just oh no, and I'm trying to not like no, I'm trying to not give it any effort because I don't want to tear anything. No, and it's just like there's like maybe an inch and a half out, and then it won't come anymore. But there is like clearly shit in there. So I'm like, and each time like, did you get any softeners or anything? No, no. Um, uh, I after the fact, I ended up getting some, but so I'm just like, what the fuck? So I get, I stand in the shower, I I have the water running, and it's I'm gonna like, get weird. Yeah. Maybe you could have gotten like a little whisk or something. Well, I'm just at this point, I'm like, I'm gonna. Have do you to- have Do you have one less butter knife? <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, I think I have to just like see if I can pull this out by hand. So this, is, got, the, this is the worst magic trick I've ever yeah. heard of. <laughs> I have it by the end, and I pull a little bit, and I break off like a sure little shit nugget. I hate that's when, how that's how doo doo works. Yeah, yeah, I hate when I'm pulling on a shit and it breaks off about halfway out. But like, so I get it, and then the rest kind of does the turtle head back into my body. Yeah. <sighs> And I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? And then, but then my stomach starts doing that thing. It wants out. So I get out of the shower, sit back on the toilet, try and kind of like give it a little bit, but without pushing too hard. And I could feel more come out, but then it gets to that point where it's, so this goes on. I get back in the shower, running the hot water over it. No joke, an hour. I'm doing You're going to have another one next yeah. week. Well, that's now. the thing. I'm like, I'm going to cause it. So, like, and I'm trying to, like, coax it out. I'm, like, fingering my diet. <laughs> like trying to coax it out. Yeah. Just holding and the Snickers I, bar below it. Be like, come on. It's kind of like you, buddy. Come nice get it. I finally just, I get on the toilet. I have one hand on the side of the tub, one hand on the door frame. And I'm just powering through it. No. And it, you know, it just looks like a black fist of death in the in the water. So I was like, oh, thank God. I flush it. It goes down. And then the water rises all the way to the top of the toilet. I was like, fuck. So this is actually how Glenn Danzig was born. It's true. So I've lived in this apartment for a year now. This is legitimately the first time I have clogged this toilet. <laughs> That's a good toilet. I was like, what the fuck? So I have a plunger. Well, you shit petrified wood into it. What did you expect? Well, luckily the doo-doo had gone down, so it's just it's yeah. just the paper that was there and it's like shredded. So I get the plunger. I've got like a no pun intended, a, a shitty plunger um, that doesn't really do much. Um, I think it goes down. So I'm like, okay, cool. I go to flush it again to get rid of that. And it goes back up and, but it hasn't gone all the way down. So it's starting to spill over the edge. And I'm like, oh God. So I get on the floor, turn off the water 
And all uh, this is happening while you're like spent and in probably a, quite a bit of pain. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was planning on and the shower's running the whole time too because oh, I'm no, still just getting cold. What? Well, I'm still trying to wash down the fucking doo-doo nuggets that are at the bottom of the shower. <laughs> um I thought you had the waffles stop. I thought you could wash them down with your the rest of your day's peas into, right. the, into the toilet. And so the I shut the water off. Um, I get my least favorite towel, put it on the floor to sop up the water because I don't want it leaking into the apartment. I call him Jared. Yeah. I don't want it leaking into the apartment below, and then the landlord comes up because the last thing I want to deal with is that while I'm dealing with any of this other stuff. So... I was like, what the fuck? So I I take care of the water. I take a shower. I get dressed. I'm exhausted from this point. And this is like one in the afternoon. So I, take, I set my alarm for like 45 minutes. I take a nap. I wake up and I'm like, all right, at some point, it could be 10 minutes from now. It could be, you know, six hours from now. I'm going to have to take another shit. So I go into the bathroom and the water's gone down most of the way. <clears throat> so I was like, oh, maybe it worked through. I flush it. Nope. Goes back up. I was like, all right, I've I've clogged the toilet. Try plunging it. Nothing. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Walmart and buy some Drano. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, I go to Walmart. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like looking at every liquid plumber Drano thing and they're all for like for clogs and sinks, for clogs and tubs, and none of them say toilet. And then I realized you can't use it in a toilet because of the way the piping is. It just doesn't work because um, it basically it's a chemical reaction that like eats through whatever is there. But because the toilet has that like you know, yeah, the way the pipes are, it's not going to work. Kirby. Yeah. So I buy a better plunger, one of those ones that you unscrew the handle and it's got water displacement. I go back home. I spent a good like half hour, 45 minutes just trying to plunge this fucking thing to no avail. I'm I'm at my wit's end because I was like, all right, because when I take a shit at this point, it's a messy, horrible event. So it's not like I can just go somewhere, take a shit and be good for the day. Like I have to shower after I take a shit. So I was like, and I can't go into work because I'm I'm now on a medical leave. So. I just Google how do I unclog a toilet and, you know, zip through all the plunger ads and stuff like that. And it's, I saw you need to get a, a toilet auger. Right. So at 45, I bought a toilet auger. I went to the. I actually have one. Yeah. Uh, I went to the uh, hardware store near my house, which I didn't even know there was a hardware store near my house because I Googled mm. closest hardware store. I literally got there in the last five minutes. They were open. And, and uh, you know, I get up to the the counter. I'm, like, still sweating. And the guy looks at me, and he's just like, uh, I normally I'd ask you how your day was, but I can clearly tell you are not having a good day. I was like, nope. So get it home. I, you know, it's one of those things you have to like crank it and then it just basically breaks up the shit blockade. Well, you crank it also goes, it makes it so. Yeah, it makes it longer and it basically pushes through. So, um, that finally broke it up and that's. Was it long enough? 
Yeah, it was a three foot one. I wasn't sure if it was because I could feel it like going almost all the way in and then That's it was what hitting I'm something. It's nothing worse than you're like, no, yeah. it's four feet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I got it through and um, cleared it out. But like once the toilet like emptied, I waited like 10 minutes and like double checked. And then it, I was like, all right, man, it hasn't clogged since. So, but yeah, that was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, this was actually almost word for word from Homer's The Odyssey. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that so, sounds like an event. How were, how were the subsequent uh, eliminations? Well, I, I promptly went and got some stool softeners. Oh, I got the um, – a friend of mine actually bought me uh, this tea, which I'm trying to – Remember, it's got it's got some stupid play on words name. It's why don't you just get some Dulcolax and call it a day? That stuff will kill anything. Well, they said that I didn't want to get something that was going to make me shit my brains out because. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Point. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's um. They weren't too too bad, and now they're like, because I'm taking uh, uh, vitamin D three. That kind of gives it just uh, a even consistency. All like it's always kind of mushy now, but it's not like <laughs> diarrhea. It's just like it's like shit conditioner. It just makes it more manageable. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the last day that the Dairy Queen is open and the soft serve machine's not quite working <laughs> correct. But you're like, this is what you're getting. Uh, we only have chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're getting yeah. <laughs> but yeah and then yeah i had to get the the fucking drain taken out a while ago but um i didn't use the uh i didn't even try using fucking pads this time that was ridiculous i just had more gauze up my ass and <clears throat> threw out you know Run, like fucking pus filled. So you you're rocking a man pond. Yeah. yeah. So how are you? How are you now? Are you back to full strength? I guess so. Because shitting is always one of the things you've done best. It's kind of what I'm known for. Yeah. It's like if somebody shot Usain Bolt in the leg. Shot who in the leg? Usain Bolt, the fastest man in the world. Um, He's a runner. Clearly. And Gary's making He's the, uh, allegory. He's the. He's the fastest cartwheeler in the world. He wouldn't be able to run, and it's sort of like you not being able to shit is a, a similar situation. Sure. It's a simile, a metaphor, an allegory, an analogy. It's at least one of those. A poop knife. <laughs> <laughs> what a callback. That's like three years ago. Callback on that. Yep. Poop knife. That. I do remember that. That was a good one. Um, yeah. All right. That was a tale. <laughs> um, so we should probably get to the story, the tales, the other, the actual stories. But I got one question for you. Mm-hmm. What is your earwax situation right now? Just in general, on a day to day, week to week, month to month, because. So I've been discussing I know, like, it. I clean my ears literally every day after I take a shower. Okay. So Katie does that to the kids. 
and I never clean my ears. You're a monster. Uh, nothing happens really. Like I don't know. So it, is that you saying that, or what does she have to say about? Definitely that? me saying that. So no, but but I don't think they really get that bad. But what happens is, and I think I think I might be atypical uh, in this respect. I was just saying, you're definitely atypical. <laughs> I, I'm not in response to earwax, just in general. <laughs> So what happens is, is like once a week, I just get like an earwax boulder that just go, come, seems to come out, out of like a trap door in my ear and just appear there. I can feel it arrive. Yeah. And then I pull it out and it's like a good sized pebble. Yeah. And Katie didn't believe me that this happens to me until like one of them literally popped out and it filled my ear canal. I pulled it out and put it on the table and she was like, what the fuck is that? So yeah, it looked like a good size hard booger. Yeah, I so I never when I was a kid, I never cleaned my ears out at all. Just didn't think about it, whatever. And at some point I was probably <clears throat> like ten or eleven, I got to the point where all of a sudden one day I like could barely hear out of my left <laughs> ear. And I complained to my parents and they thought I was just being a complainy kid. But it went on for like two days and they're like, well, you know, hold your nose. And like, like they thought like it was like after you go swimming and get some water in your ear, but it wasn't. Yeah. So they had to take me to the doctor and the doctor like shown the thing in my ear and was like, oh, OK. And got, gets out this fucking metal hook that was like this big. And on the end, well, the whole thing wasn't a hook. It was like a metal rod. And on the end, it had a hook. And he fucking puts it in my ear and he pulled out a big old fucking thing of wax that had just built up and he's just like how often does he clean out his ears and they're like i don't know and they're like how often i was like oh, i don't know and because i didn't want to be like i've never cleaned my ears out before um and, and he's like yeah you have a wax build up and then so then he looked in the other ear and it wasn't as bad but there was another one so he pulled the other one out and it was like that big so ever since then i've been horrified that my ears were gonna like seal up from the inside so like every day like i'll just get in there and like clean it and i used to in my old car i used to have a like a travel thing of q-tips because like during the day i could feel like the wax like dripping or whatever like i can feel it um it's not like a constant thing but like sometimes yeah. i'll be sitting and i'm like oh it's like warm so i'll get in there and clean it it'll be like nice and yellow so I'd be like, yeah, gross, but I don't want to keep that in my new car because I'm trying to keep it somewhat clean. So I don't have that there. But yeah, so just every morning after I take a shower, I clean it. What is that? What What is that fear called? A fear of accumulating earwax? A cerubophobe? I don't know. Is that the word for it? I just made the phobe part I added, but cerubin, cerubin or something like that is earwax. I don't know. But no, I don't know. It, it just, it, sometimes it just falls out of my ear. Like it'll like bounce off my shoulder onto the you ground. You smell it when it falls out? No, I'm not often uh, not curious. curious about the smells of things, especially things that come out of my or other people's bodies. Uh -huh. um, I'm comfortable not knowing, but I don't think it would smell like anything. Oh, it has a smell. To, I mean, it's not <laughs> horrible, but your wax definitely has a very distinct smell. You, uh, clearly are more curious about the sense of things than I am. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that was apparently me being weird. Just having 
Have well, my ear. Weird thing about you, so. Have my ear rocks. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let's do. Uh, here, let me share a fucking screen with you here. We'll do our. We'll get into this whole song and dance. News of our demise. So this guy, uh, what the fuck's his name? Jeff Upson, a thirty-year-old. Am I supposed to see a person or just the dick and balls on the road? Just the dick and balls on the road. From Auckland. Apparently New Zealand. So what he has started to do is he has started to spray spray paint neon green dicks onto potholes on the roads around his house in hopes that it would get them filled and fixed sooner. Because I guess they've been waiting for all of these, these shit roads to be dealt with. I mean, some of these are fucking like craters. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's just got – in some places, he just circles them and writes, fix me. Um, and in some places, he puts big green dicks uh, in hopes of getting things done faster. I think this is fucking genius. Yeah, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> yeah, all heroes draw dicks. That's true. That is a <clears> – <throat> I mean – it's not the best dick drawing I've ever seen, but considering he's using spray paint on a road that is probably uh, well traveled, he uh-huh. did a decent job. What, what country is this? New Zealand, <clears throat> which is where Auckland is. If you're keeping track on your globe at home. Wow. Um, oh, sorry. Your flat uh, disc world, surrounded by an icy firmament. Yes. If that's what you believe in. Like a mm-hmm. dildo. Yeah, so I enjoyed this. It's pretty yeah, good. I'm gonna s i am going I might adopt this if they're if I cared enough. I don't. I just if drive. If you had it. a pothole in front of your house, what would you draw? I don't know. A dick seems like the best possible choice. Okay. Nothing else you could draw is that instantly recognizable. Like what am I supposed to like and and filthy. You know what I mean? Like, I can't really draw, like, a vagina down there. Like, people would just be like, okay, he's got parentheses in front of his house. <laughs> draw a clitoris on there. That would get fixed the next day because people are like, nope, can't handle looking at that. Yeah. And if and if you draw a labia minora and majora, people think you're just quoting the, the pothole. It's true. Scott, you're a visual artist. This is maybe your calling. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have I have drawn more, more than one vagina on the road. No, yeah. no road art's not my uh, not my strength, but you know I'll do my part. Yeah, we'll get. <laughs> Next thing I know, you don't just have sharpies in your pockets; you just have gigantic bulging spray paint. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. pockets are already at their fucking limit at all times. Bring the fat cap. But all right, next is. A bit more topical. These fuck sticks. A Hummer bursts into flames when uh, yeah, the driver nice. fills up containers of gasoline. So I had like five of these stories to pick from because this has happened quite a few times because people are like putting gas in like plastic bags and shit. Yep. Uh, I only chose this one because it was a Hummer. So that person clearly deserved everything that would happen. If anyone at home is listening to this and trying to think of how can I you know, store up some gasoline during this gas crisis. Don't use a trash bag. You want to get yourself a nice styrofoam cooler and put it in that. That's a terrible idea. 
<laughs> and if that? it's night, if it's at night and you want to be able to see what you're doing, just light a little match above it. Dude, uh-huh. you, don't use a styrofoam cooler. Why, you don't want to make uh, napalm? Star- gasoline melts styrofoam. I know. And turns it into napalm. But it melts plastic bags, too. Um, yeah, so there is just so many pictures out, out there of people, like, pouring gasoline into, like, Tupperware containers and shit, like, that you would keep your Christmas decorations in. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, you mean like the big Rubbermaid tubs? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do they think is going to happen? Yeah, clearly those are for Star Wars figures. Yeah. <laughs> Which, consequently, do not eat their way through those. It's true. Unless you buy the really good shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's claw marks inside of some of mine, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Where the figures trying to get out? Mm-hmm. The Ugnaughts were. <laughs> Goddamn Ugnaughts. Um... So, yeah, I mean, the, the crisis of, that was causing all this gas shortage is pretty much over already, right? I didn't pay that much attention to it, but... It is. Do you want to hear the breaking news from a couple of hours ago uh, from sure. this podcast? The reason it shut down was because the pipeline was hacked. But what was actually, what they're reporting is, what was actually hacked was their ability to invoice customers. Oh, so they held up everything because of that? Yeah, it's a little more complicated oh. than that it was hacked. But the point is that instead of immediately running the pipeline again, they had to wait until they could figure out how to make sure that they could keep track of what, where everything was going because they wouldn't be able to invoice anybody for all the gas. So they just held it up until okay. they figured it out. That's the reporting as of right now from a couple hours ago. Capitalism has its moments. Um, that guy speak- gave up his Hummer to a bunch of accountants. That guy who blew up his Hummer from the, the gas because they couldn't do the accounting. Oh, oh no, he gave up his Hummer because he is a fuck nut. <laughs> um, all right, next. This is a fun one. So anti-maskers are oh. now starting to mask up. Did you see this? Yeah, I almost sent it to you. I'm glad I saw you that it. picture, but I didn't read any of it because I was like, that guy's stupid. You'll like this. Yeah, one. no, no, no. So, you know, these people have been anti-mask for so long because for a variety of reasons, they don't work. Like, they'll cite things that, like a study that basically, when you read the actual study, says that masks do not stop 100% of cases. And they're like, see, doesn't work. Like, okay, so don't wear a seatbelt or do anything else that at least increases your chances of safety. But so now what they think is that people who have been vaccinated, because most of these people are anti-vaccine. I'm sorry to interrupt, Gary, but who thinks this? The anti-maskers who are now starting to wear masks. So this is like his name is Jerry. I don't know who they are specifically, but But it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, for sure. No, it's real. Um, it, it's real on that same in the same way that your disc world is real. <laughs> um, so they think that people who get vaccinated, quote, shed certain proteins, nothing specific, just certain proteins, you know, beef um, uh, <laughs> onto the unvaccinated who will then suffer adverse effects. 
The main worry is the, quote, shedding will cause irregular menstruation, happens, infertility, and miscarriages. So basically just women have to worry about it, I guess. The entirely baseless idea is a key cog in a larger conspiracy that COVID-19 was employed to depopulate the world, and the vaccine is what will call the masses. Right. Well, they have nanobots in the vaccine, and they're going to run the SG towers, and then it's going to kill everybody who had the vaccine all at one time. The, the 5G towers. Fives look like an S. That's what I meant. SG. <laughs> um, yeah, so now these people are wearing masks, which I don't know. I've just been annoyed by. So wait, 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 wait. Can we back up? Just hold on. What? So the okay. anti-maskers are now wearing masks in order to keep getting shed proteins on them? Yes. Yep. They weren't worried about the um, Were these the virus. shed only going on people's noses and mouths? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're nose proteins. That makes sense. Yeah. So they weren't so much worried about the, the virus that's killed. 600,000 people. Why would you be? No, they're worried about the uh, the proteins. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> that's not how proteins work, really? Um, <laughs> at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, it would have made almost as much sense if they were like, the, the vaccinated people have uh, their nose jello, which comes out and it just spreads all over us. I can't, you can't see it because it's invisible nose jello, but it gets you. Make mm -hmm. sure, makes your vaggie drippies weird. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. This is all just one giant ball of annoying to me. Like the people that are not getting Why vaccinated in the United States. <laughs> yes. The people that are not getting vaccinated because they're like, eh, you know, I've heard so many different reasons that, and literally every one of them, if you did six minutes worth of actual research, is, is absurd. And it just drives me insane. So you're saying there isn't any vaccine shedding? Vaccines no. don't make me shed proteins? No. No. It's the only not. thing that makes me shed proteins is my left hand. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Waiting for it to come around. Yeah, and the and there which is the... Which is the reason I was wearing a mask before all this got yeah, started. It, the mask only works if you put it over your eyes in that case. <laughs> uh, whenever I'm around Scott and he's shedding proteins, I wear a whole schmuck. <laughs> I just like the word schmuck. <laughs> is that a Yiddish schmuck? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Do the doctor put it on before they give you a pap schmear? Yeah. <laughs> With locks? With locks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, get vaccinated, people. Because there is a if you if you looked at the Venn diagram of people that are like, man, I can't wait for this stupid shit to be over. The people that said that and then had the other Venn diagram of people that don't want to wear masks or get vaccinated, it would just be a circle, mm -hmm. which is hilarious because those or are unspooled slinky. Yeah. <laughs> now so that they won't get pro protein shed on them. Yeah. Well, why don't they get it so they can be protein shedders? Oh, because the vaccine's going to kill us all. I mean, there are so many better ways to depopulate the planet than this super inefficient, ineffective virus and a vaccine. Well, there's nanobots and the SG towers. 
5G. Same thing. It's not because the the number five oh, doesn't even start pronounced with an S. Not nanowatts. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It said it's pronounced nanogash, not. No. <laughs> necro of all necro shows. You've necroed two seriously old jokes now. Uh, I was talking about the the fact that we were going to name a band nanogash with somebody like a week ago. Really? They really they really enjoyed the name. Oh, you'll you, you might appreciate this. This was interesting. One of our listeners uh, purchased a painting for me today, so I dropped it off to him in Dover, and uh, he lives next door to where you used to live on Court Street. Oh yeah. yeah. What uh, what painting? The Robin Williams one. That's a good the one. Other day. That was really good. It was haunting. Thanks. I immediately knew it was Robin Williams without looking it up. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not just saying it looked like Robin Williams. That's a given. It was a good rendition of Robin That's Williams. the mark of a good painter. <laughs> I This fucking drives me nuts because I had to have a back and forth with a couple artists that I know because they're like, you know, a couple people were like, oh, I, I, I'd love to get a print of this. I don't do prints of my paintings anyways. No, no prints. Um, mainly because... It takes away like the time and effort I do, you know, I have to do to do that takes away from the time I can actually paint. And my paintings, my original paintings are like pretty affordable. Um, but also be, because of the way that um, uh, intellectual properties were, you know, because I do a lot of like Star Wars and other popular uh, yeah. pop culture things. I can create an original piece of artwork and it's not breaking any copyright laws. But once I reproduce it and try and sell it, that is breaking yeah. the law. And specifically with Robin Williams, um, I'd have to get consent from his estate. Was he in Star Wars? No. <laughs> um, uh, that's actually a good one. Um, but I would have to get consent from his estate and they uh, I know for a fact that they don't they don't lend his image to anything now that he's dead. You'd also have to get permission from the Doubtfire estate as well. That one was that one was worse. Yeah. Yeah. You got to quit while you're ahead sometimes with these jokes. Yeah. Um, but people were like, oh, but you could donate all the money to this suicide prevention thing. And that drives me fucking nuts when people volunteer what you can do with. Yeah, money. because. You're also trying to depopulate the, the, the world. Right, exactly. But I'm like, you're a fucking artist. You donate to something if you want to. But I'm like, don't. Because then if then if I do a thing and don't do it to this, because a couple of people are like, oh, yeah, great idea. I love this idea. Let us know when you're doing this. I'm like, I'm telling you all right now, I'm not doing this because it's not possible. But also, uh, don't tell me what the fuck to do. Like... Yeah, especially as like like the saying is starving artist. So like the implication is that artists aren't making enough money. They should also apparently be the bastions of charity. Right. And also like literally if I were to get a high quality art print made, you know, even even if I did a run like a limited run of like 20 of them, I would have to charge almost as much as I charged for the original. Uh, yeah. You should paint another one. <laughs> Yeah, just to break even. It's like a reverse NFT. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. I thought this was pretty cool. 
back to a quasi COVID-19 story. So this is very much like a European thing to do versus the dumb shit we do over here. So in the Netherlands, they just trained a bunch of bees to detect COVID-19 infections. So there's like, I don't know why bees are able to do that. I don't know enough about bees, but apparently they have this whole crew of bees that they just put over a sample and the bees are able to somehow through semaphore, I don't know how, tell them whether or not it's a positive test or not. And it happens instantaneously. You don't have to wait for, um, yeah, look at this. We collect normal honeybees from a beekeeper and we put the bees in harnesses, which can't be easy. A tiny little bee, a tiny little bee taking a bee for a walk. Right after presenting a positive sample, we also present them with sugar water. And what the bees do is they extend their proboscis um, to take the sugar water. The extending of the bees' straw-like tongues to drink is confirmation of a positive coronavirus test. Wouldn't they want it anyway? That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's like Pavlov. So after a positive test, they just put their tongue out expecting sugar water. Right. Uh, Not Pavlov, but the dog. Um <laughs> yeah, it's the doctor's name is Frankenstein, not a monster. Well, I think the doctor puts his tongue out too. Uh, but this is fucking genius. This is like that whole story where, like, you know, it took Americans like millions and millions of dollars to design a pen that would write in space. The Russians just wrote in pencil or something like that. Right. I guess they did have to stop writing in pencil because like the graphite would could potentially spark or something. I don't know. But anyway, this seems like a much easier way to do it other than the harnessing of B. Yeah. Instead of inventing the pen, just write with bees. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Sticking with the B situation. Sure am. Uh, a man found 15,000 bees in his car after returning from grocery shopping. That's a very, that's like a really weird even number. Yeah, I know. Who the fuck counted? Like a swarm of 15,000 honeybees had decamped, which is, why wouldn't you just say camped, uh, in the backseat. He was only in there for 10 minutes at an Albertsons. You don't have those around here. No. Um, uh, You know what that means. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how. That car is covered in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and they've just all got their Prabhas guy out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a colony, I guess, just kicked it in his back in his back seat. I don't know what drew them there. He said the bees were swarming, but pretty docile. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was really weird. A. They, okay, they, the fire department estimated that 15,000 bees were removed. What what in their fire training yeah, you're like, allows them to rain man count bees? Ah, 50,000. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. They got them out. I don't know how you get them out. I guess you smoke them out and then put them. I can't put, even imagine. You, like, you make 15,000 little harnesses and get them all out of there. Vacuum. Maybe. But what were you saying? I don't know. (laughs) 
Uh, I had a horrible, horrible quick dinner on the way over, and I'm now in a greasy food coma. Oh, what'd you have? Well, I got I had French fries from Romeo's uh, in Exeter, which I don't I, like. I never recommend them, but because I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to Las Olas uh, on the way. And there was a line literally all around the block because yeah, that place is crazy. Which is weird because their food's not that good. Um, not right. Kind of the only game in town for that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it was just it was one of those things that like I had a little bit of time, but not enough time to like you know go home and make anything. So I was like, I'll get something. Uh, and I I wasn't hot, hungry when I was driving, and then like once I got to Exeter, I was like, oh fuck, I've got like thirty five minutes, and I'm so fucking hungry. Uh, so I was like, I'll just stop to Las Olas, get some nachos or something. And there was legitimately probably 15 people waiting outside just to be let in the door uh, to order their awful things. Uh, and it was weird because then I drove past that, drove down Water Street in Exeter and the little ice cream place near Swayze Parkway. Yeah. Same thing. There was like 30 people lined up around there to get fucking ice cream. It's because nice, it's hot out, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice night and people just want to get out. It's not hot out. It's beautiful out. Well, yeah, but it's like the first – one of the first ice cream worthy temperature days. Yeah. There probably wasn't a big line in December. Right. They probably weren't open. Um, so – to their ice cream game then. <laughs> so this next story involves – what might be your spirit animal? Randy Quaid. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a picture. Can someone describe that picture and don't say he looks like Phil Collins? Kind of. He looks like a deranged Phil Collins that was stung in the face by 15,000 bees. Wearing furs. He is. So Randy Quaid is seriously considering a run for California governor. And a black shirt. And a white tie. I don't think Randy Quaid has seriously considered every anything in quite some time. He seriously considered breaking into his own house that he had been evicted from several years ago. Remember that? He did. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, that is an insane picture of him right there. Yeah, let's see what's going on here. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Can you hear this? Oh, no. He's talking about making OAN and Newsmax like rich. Can you not hear the uh No, it just looks like a slipknot video. Yeah. He's not the most facially genetically gifted person on the planet, but if you get a real close up, it gets worse. Especially from this angle. Not good. No. So yeah, uh, he's got my vote. I mean, he did save us from aliens. It's true. Yeah. Do you think Will Smith's going to vote for him? Uh, I don't think Will Smith votes. <laughs> really? He's a Scientologist. No, what? He's really? Not. He's not. No, I don't think Will Smith's a Scientologist. He's uh, confirmed what? that that's not true. He had, like, some dealings with them a while ago, but he said he never really joined or got into it at all. Um... <laughs> I did I did hear I think Seth Rogen was on Howard Stern recently and uh, he was what's sorry, that uh, what a cunt Ted Cruz is no uh, he might have done that but that wasn't the clip I saw he was talking about 
a dinner he had with Tom Cruise discussing like a project or whatever. And like Scientology came up for a second, like Tom Cruise brought it up and like was definitely testing the waters of if, if he should get into it. Like and like hit Seth Rogen and like the, I forgot who else was there. Just like looked around, didn't know what to do. And I guess John Apatow was there. And he's like, no, let's just stick with what we're talking about. And Tom Cruise was like, okay. And then like, he was like, I've never been that happy to be with Judd before. And he just fucking took over and saved us. He was like, because I'm pretty malleable. He was like, I probably would have joined just because it was Tom Cruise asking me to. Right. Um, but yeah. No, I guess uh, Will Smith is not. But I could believe that he would be because he's a, he's a wacky fella nowadays. He's just reached that level of wealth and, and fame where, like, you come up with things like the Tom Brady diet, where, like, all sorts of craziness occurs to you. You're like, I can do anything. What's, like, the, Tom, like, what's the Tom Brady diet? TB12 diet. His cookbook is $250 if you want to buy it. Um, it's, like, it's a super restrictive diet. Like, it... You can't eat anything that might promote any inflammation. Like, so you could eat like seven things. No nightshades. What's that? No nightshades. No nightshades. No dairy of any sort. No carbs. Um, I think you could eat only uh, drink the blood of the young. I'm not sure. Right. Yep. What Uh, other blood would you be drinking? The blood of the old. Nobody drinks that. Yeah. I do sometimes just because they're easier to catch and bleed out. The young are often spry. You got to get them while they're sleeping. That's true. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss. We'll we'll, we'll compare notes later. (laughs) Wow. Uh, A a Malayan woman uh, from Mali, obviously. Mm. Uh, gave birth to nine healthy babies. Wait, what? Yeah, so go, At the same time? go back up. So, so obviously there's Pluto, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, uh, <laughs> one of the Dalmatians. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thousand Dalmatians. A 25 year old woman, uh, gave birth to nine babies. Um, two of them were a surprise after Dr. C failed to see them. What the scans. hell did they think they were? Well, they just popped out of her ear. I mean, they they should have got some fucking firefighters in there. They could count to fifteen thousand on a whim. They could point and count nine. How yeah. much? How much did the did the kids weigh? Uh, it does not say. Oh, continue. Oh, you can't continue. Yeah, no, I can't continue on this one. I should have grabbed a different story of this story, but yeah, none uplets. Can you can you please say the name of the? Leader of Mali. <laughs> ba Nadwa. Ba, ba is the first name. B-A-H. Nada. N-D-A-W. Ba Nadaw. Yeah. Ba Nadaw. Said that. I ordered. I've eaten Ba Nadaw before. It's not bad. You can get it if you get it at a good restaurant. But the leader of her country like flew her into Morocco. That was pretty cool. I mean, something good has to happen to you after having nine kids. That is... I have two, and at times it feels like too many. Not, and they are separated, so they're not all in like the, like the very hard to deal with stages at once. Fucking nine! I would just, <laughs> dude, nine. I would raffle off eight nine. of them. 
My children. I can't even imagine how blown out her gash must look right now. It was very <laughs> we, we should we should get in touch with her and see if we should get a picture for the cover of our first our first Nana Gash album. Yeah, because yeah. while she is only twenty five, her gash is like fucking Dresden after the fire bombings. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cesarean birth, guys. She didn't fire. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it was. Yeah, still, somebody's been firing loads in there. Successive. That can't. That can't all be from one sexual encounter. <laughs> Five girls and four boys. Christ, dude, I would have them in a cardboard box like they like she just had a litter, and I would have just a sign. They would be cheap, affordable. What did they what did they name them? What did they name them? I don't I don't know. Her name is Halima Sise. Maybe Doc Bashful. <laughs> Maybe they really like Disney. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can't even you still need two more names after you use all the dwarves' names. Uh-huh. Maybe she'd go with the reindeer, right? Are there enough reindeer? Dander and Blitzen and Common. Dander? I don't think Dander, Dander is one of them. Yeah. And, and common and stupid, right? That's stupid, it. No Cupid, right? Jesus Christ, man! I think it's only the last two is yeah, George Foreman the eighth, George Foreman the ninth, <laughs> and Georgina. So well, now, yeah, okay, sorry. I I think I wanted to figure out which one was worse, this story or our next one. In like, this one is worse. To have nine children at once, like a, like a, a friend of Katie's just had twins a little while ago, and from the sounds of it, that's rough. But well, nine, okay, it's like never going to be okay, ever. You, that's that? why you just give some away. Like twenty years from now, it's still going to be a problem. I mean, that might be a little easier. No. Um, so the next one, a woman, uh, this woman here was flying to Hawaii and gave birth on the plane. Uh, the catch is she did not know she was pregnant. Hmm. Yeah. So a uh, what was it, 35-year-old woman, I believe, gave birth. She was only 28 weeks along, uh, but zero weeks of knowing about it. Um. And luckily, there was a NICU nurse. weeks. 29 weeks, sorry. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's pretty early. Uh, the baby was around three pounds. Um, she, you can't really see her full body, but she's got to be I want to. a big woman. She's not that big, but Jesus, you got to okay. think. She does. She looks way fucking older than 35. Uh, yeah, I mean, she just had a surprise baby. You probably looked older after, you know, just having a surprise bad shit. Dude, I looked so haggard that day. <laughs> like the bat, like the, it was so dark under my eyes. I looked like I had just had given surprise birth on an airplane. How, what happened? Well, my... What do you mean? So... No, <laughs> no uh, so yeah, sometimes... It's rare, but sometimes you like a woman continues to have her period and uh, doesn't have any of the signs or symptoms. And if 
usually it happens with bigger ladies where that you can't really detect the pregnant belly, at least not until they're very pregnant. I mean, and this is only a three and a half pound baby. I've eaten, you know, burrito bigger than that. Yeah. Made of baby. Tom um, Segura had a whole bit on one of his early stand-up albums about uh, I didn't, you know, wh- you know, a whole TV show that was I didn't know I was pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I remember that bit. Um, so, but luckily there was a NICU nurse on the on the plane, and normally, depending on the situation, they would turn around and go back. But when you're going to Hawaii, you're just kind of you're pretty committed to the process when you're over the middle of the fucking ocean. So they had to make it the rest of the way there. Uh, there was also a physician on board, so they kind of worked together, and then they had to come up with like. When a baby's that small, they get pretty damn cold. So they how had to they make. Boil, how do they boil water? What? Don't you have to boil water when there's a baby? Yeah, I mean they can boil water on a plane. They serve coffee and stuff like that. Okay. Um, they they made they got a bunch of they made like a bunch of makeshift like water bo- hot water bottles and surrounded the baby with them. So the baby was warm enough. He's burned to shit, but uh, other than that, he's fine. It's true. And the whole boiling of the water things, yeah, the whole boiling of the water thing is more of a tradition thing. So that way, if the baby dies, I can make a stew. (laughs) Waste not, want not. Uh, Or as I prefer to say, want not, want not. (laughs) Uh, And also for waste not, want not, a cult leader was found mummified wrapped in Christmas lights in a Colorado home. Seven were charged. Um, uh, I do love the fact that the cult's name, the name of the cult is quote, love has one. <laughs> mm. Um, so Amy Carlson, 45 was known as mother God by her followers. She was found dead in a home in a small rural town of Moffat on Wednesday. Um, the suspects no, no, can you not skip the rest of that sentence? According to arrest affidavits for the suspects who were each charged with abuse of a corpse, the remains were found in a back bedroom lying on a bed wrapped in what appeared to be a sleeping bag. What appeared to be glitter-type makeup was found around the woman's eyes. The body was decorated with Christmas tree lights and, quote, appeared to be set up in some type of shrine. Uh, the followers told investigators, a follower told Investigators, he knew the woman as Leah Carlson. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Corporal wrote that the it's unclear why, why the follower provided the name Leah, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so they they killed her on up. These are these seven people that are being charged. Did they kill her? Did they? Uh, yeah, looking at that, uh, just taking a quick glance, at least five of them definitely did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is, every one of them is like a, they have an, oh yeah, they're an occult face. Mm-hmm. Like it, none of them do, am I, do I find it hard to believe that they had Two of them I think are in the band Incubus. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I think this is a win. I think this is a win-win for society. Mm-hmm. You get the cult leader out of there. Um, and you get these people off the street. Mm-hmm. So she was the leader? Yes. And they killed her. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't a particularly good leader. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, um, so according to arrest warrants for seven people, Miguel Lamboy, who was believed to be part of the group, opened his home to members when they needed a place to stay the day before this lady was apparently killed. Lamboy left the house and returned to find the body of whom he knew to be Leah Carlson. Lamboy said the body appeared to be mummified with Carlson's teeth exposed through the lips, the oh, warrant said. Yes. Lamboy tried to leave the house, home with his son, but the group would not let him take the child. Lamboy went to the police department, leaving his kid there with these fucking psychos um, to report the dead woman because his residence uh, wow. is in Saguch County. Uh, the report was handed over to the sheriff's office. Yep. So, yeah, no, I am not leaving my kid near any of these fucking knuckleheads. And they all look pretty beatable, upable. So I think I would just slaughter all seven of them and then go to the cops rather than leave my child there. Also, Saguch County is what I call the area that I recently had drained. <laughs> it's not Saguch. <laughs> oh, you're... <laughs> yeah, your Saguch County is is also has a dead cult leader down there. That's true. <laughs> and I and its name was Mother God. Mm-hmm. But all right, that's all I have for this installment of what's wrong with my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> butt stuff with Gary and Scott. Yeah, mine wasn't butt stuff. Mine was ear stuff. Um. I mean, we could we could try to get some butt stuff if you want, yeah. if you want to. I mean, if we play our cards right, the next time we record, we can do some butt stuff since you'll be here. Again. There you go. Yeah, because you'll be all vexed, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna take my chances of of your with your protein shedding, because mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated too. So we'll just maybe our proteins will fight midair. Mm-hmm. That would be sweet. All right. Wait. Please wait. I see you did not heed my attempt to warn you. Sigh. Fuck it.